everybody. Welcome back. It's another Monday, which means it's another episode of the Ben vs. Null of Felicity podcast. I'm Brianna. I'm Kristen. Hi. Hi. I just kind of forgot what I was going to say there for a second. <laughs> just another uh, Monday. Just another Monday. Um, so Kristen and I decided we were going to record earlier on in the week after watching episode two which is my best friend's wedding. And neither of us really were super happy with that episode because it's kind of a, not like a dud, but like not too much happens. So we're actually going to do two episodes this week. So we're going to be covering episodes two and episodes three. So my best friend's wedding and your money or your wife. It's just not an episode title that just flows off your tongue. Do you know what I mean? True, true. So we'll just, you know, we're all going to get through this together. And then I looked at next week's episode and I'm just like, (laughs) You're wishing we were covering all three of them today? Well, it's like, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but next week is the beauty competition episode, which seemed like it was so over, not overdone in the 90s, but like every show did it. I mean, Dawson's Creek did it. Remember Joey? She sang that one song and oh, weird. She's gorgeous. You know what I mean? It's like, we get it. (sighs) Did you ever see the movie Dumplin'? Yeah, I love that movie. I know. It's so good. It's about pageants. It just came into my mind. Dumplin'? Hey, Jen Aniston, calm it down. I mean, we have Monica as a guest star to look forward to next week, so it's cool. I'm thinking, you know, just go, go through it the best we can this week. I feel I feel a little, um, like, scatterbrained a tiny bit, so we're just okay. going to do our best. Yeah, so, well, we start episode two, and we see what we thought last week, that Noel and Felicity did, in fact, sleep together. Noel's face looks so excited. <laughs> At right. some point, he turns around and looks at Felicity, and he just has this look on his face of like, oh. But then she looks at him, and he just kind of like, I felt so bad. Like, Mark asked me, he's like, is this the first time they've slept together? And I'm like, yep. After all this time, this is their first time sleeping together. So Right. And uh, it, you could you could really tell the look on his face when she asks him to wait five minutes oof. before coming downstairs. Like, he's like, in his mind, you've got to think, he thinks this is it. Until she right. says that. Until she says that, yeah. So, side note, Mark made this comment as I was thinking it, but do you think Noel looks, like, way younger all of a sudden in these episodes? Yeah, I want to get to Noel's looks in episode three. Cool. Got it. All right. Got it. The way that they're acting after this, it just almost makes it seem like they were drunk, and then they, like, kind of snapped out of it after the event took place. But, I don't know. It just looks really awkward. So, Felicity goes downstairs, and kind of the first thing I noticed is I've never realized that the elevator to the roof was in their apartment because when she comes down, she's like going to leave. And then Ben is on the other side of the door coming into the loft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really pay too much attention. Oh yeah. Neither. But you know, and of course Ben issues the apology that really would have been probably helpful had it been a few hours earlier to avoid this whole finasco, but Ben apologizes for being such a dick. And then it's just so awkward. It's Felicity is not a good liar. Well, yeah, it's ever since he got back, he's acting like they, they both are acting like strangers. He was gone the whole summer. I mean, they should be dying to see each other. And they were kind of at first, like you could tell they were excited, but they're just not clicking. And especially now, because she just had sex with her best friends and that's <sighs> nemesis, Noel. So yeah, I don't know. They're both acting weird. Noel comes down and he's like, oh, hey, when did, when did you get here? Or, you know, he's acting all covert about the whole thing. I mean, it just falls to his face when she's like, hey, how's it going? I'm trying to think of what I could lie about. But, like, Mark 
And Phil, too, I'm assuming, would pick up on this immediately. Like, what in the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. So Felicity, like, has this excuse, like, she doesn't feel good, so she's got to go back to the loft. And then, oh, man, the silver lining of this episode is we see Tracy. And by silver lining, it's really only for the first little bit. But Tracy is back with Elena, and they, like, wake Felicity up and ask her to, like, be the minister. Minister? Yeah. They ask her to basically go get ordained or whatever to be able to marry them. And it's sigh. (laughs) This is a tough episode. This episode reminds me of when we go back to, you know, season one and two and three, when it's like Javier wants to marry Felicity for his green card or like have her egg. And now it's like, oh, hey, will you marry us? Leave Felicity alone. You know, quit asking her to do all this dumb shit. Right. And then like Tracy is like, whoa. What have you guys been doing? And it, he's referencing Felicity's huge hickey on her neck. It's been a really, really, really long time since I've even thought about hickeys. But hickeys are just basically a bruise, right? And it's just from, like, sucking on your neck. I guess. I've Yes. I've never had a hickey. But, yes, that's what it is. So my issue with this is, from what I see on TV and movies, is everybody's always so surprised. Like, oh, but it's like, what did you think was going to happen when he was, like, sucking on your neck for a couple minutes? And first of all, like, why is that even – I mean, what are you guys, 12? Yeah, so she's mortified and, like, whatever. Noel comes over and he brings, like, supplies, like, all these the remedies. remedies. Yeah, or hickeys. And none of them work. Spoiler alert. So she's just got to succumb to the turtlenecks for the rest of the episode. And it's still, like, summer there, like – late summer or whatever so it ain't turtleneck weather i appreciate the comic relief in this episode way more than i feel like i would have if this was a normal like decent episode javier has some great one-liners you know we see the loft javier is there which is weird and then sean and ben and javier makes some sort of comment to ben about him being like gi joe yeah, that because was... that's exactly what he looks like. I didn't notice, but these first three episodes, is Ben wearing anything else except, like, army green attire? Like, all of his shirts and all of his clothes are just, like, that dark camouflage color. It's super weird. Well, and I'm pretty sure Javier is actually referencing, like, his hair. Well, no, right, but, like, it just, oh. like, completes the whole look. I mean, yeah. I understand he's talking about his haircut. Okay. And then it's, like, the wedding condoms with Sean. I don't... Ugh. Oh, I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> the condoms. I'm going to be honest, I was uh, busy doing other things while this episode was on, so I didn't do a lot of attention paying to some of these things. It's cool. You know, we see Richard. It seems like everybody except Noel has gotten this, like, uh, short military haircut memo. Because Richard is, like, pretty close cut. Ben, I guess that's pretty much it. But, uh... But yeah, Richard's got this weird thing where he can apparently read Noel's mind and know that Noel has like gotten busy with somebody. Noel being the terrible liar he is. I I don't know. The basis, let's just... Let's just nutshell the rest of this episode. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've just really struggled about seeing it through this episode. So Noel, Richard figures out that Noel and Felicity had sex somehow, which weird. is so ridiculous. Ben cannot figure out what's wrong with Felicity. So he even goes and asks Noel, like, what is going on with Felicity? Basically, Felicity ends up breaking up with Ben. She's confused. Oh, because Dr. Pavone, we get a, we get some good Dr. Pavone here. And she says to Felicity, after, like, many iterations of the talk, like, 
that she wants You want to be with Ben, but you also want to be with Noel. I never realized what a frightened person you were. I, li I, I literally, I don't know what you're talking about. You are too frightened to look in the drawer. Oh my God, the drawer. Is that what this is about? Hey, you don't want to look into it? Fine, it's your life, but you've got a problem and it's not going to go away by itself. And the guilt is only going to hide it for so long. Okay, fine. Who do you think is in the drawer? So it's a who? No. You think it's Noel? You chose him for a reason. Well, he's my best friend. You could have gone to any friend. You could have gone to your boyfriend. You slept with Noel. You have been dancing around this for years. You want to be with Ben, but you also want to be with Noel. Am I wrong? I think this Dr. Pavone point in this episode comes at a really pivotal point, but it's funny because us as viewers have known this for the last three seasons. Right. And yeah, so she breaks up with Ben and I don't know how I feel about it because it's almost like she's taking the easy way out. If I break up with him, I don't have to tell him. I don't know. I don't, it just doesn't seem like she's looking at the big picture or she's just can only see what's in front of her and kind of like, how do I, it's just like she's trying to erase what happened with her and Noel which if you're Noel, that's just devastating. But he handles that about as well as, you know, handles it like a champ because what did he expect? Yeah. Yeah, so she breaks up with Ben. Her and Noel are still really just like doing their best at being best friends. And yeah, she has to go talk to fucking Tracy's aunt and uncle because they've been married for 50 years. Just like this whole episode is ridiculous. I think the last thing I want to say about this episode is the Megan part, which is just fucking hilarious. Tracy's comment about Megan, he says something like, that girl's got piercings. It's just really funny. But Megan kind of, she drops the truth from on Elena. You know, she says kind of what everybody is thinking that she's only marrying Tracy so they can have sex and whatever. All of a sudden, like this wedding just comes to a screeching halt. Okay, she goes and finds Tracy when they're getting married. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else I want to say about this because it's all just like kind of silly and I have so many more questions than I do comments about it. But I don't know. Her and Tracy just like decide not to get married. Yeah. Then Sean and Megan decide to get married. Which like, <laughs> sorry, I'm like thinking of if Mark and I didn't get married at my wedding or, you know, like at our wedding and somebody came up to me from the crowd and was like, oh, hey, I noticed your wedding didn't work out. But, you know, you mind if we just kind of like piggyback off the stage? <laughs> Go for it. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just weird. Here's my questions about this. Number one, how did they afford this wedding? How did they afford anything about this? I mean, venue aside, her dress was, we are led to believe like handmade. They had like a pretty decent cake. They had a reception hall with food and everything. And like Elena doesn't come from money and she doesn't have money. And it's just, it's just interesting being 20 years old and then having this like, like legit wedding. Yeah, let's move on. I can't stand this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I have one more comment to make. Maybe when Megan and Sean are up there getting married in Elena's like altar, she could maybe take off the veil, just 
try to make it a little less apparent that this was supposed to be your wedding that didn't happen. Right. I don't know, man. And oh, and Felicity's wedding outfit. Hey, 45 year old. What are you doing? It's bad. It's bad. You know what else is bad? The fucking bridesmaids dresses. I commented on this last week, but I didn't notice last week the elbow length gold fingered gloves that they were wearing with those coral dresses. I noticed the dresses. I did not notice the gloves. Barf. Anyways, congratulations, Megan and Sean. I, yeah, there's nothing else I want to say in this episode. So moving on to the your money or your wife. I really enjoyed this episode. And I think I enjoyed it because it was not based on Felicity. Um, Felicity is really bothering me lately. I actually really can't stand her right now. It's tough. And like, you know, like I've said many times, it's really hard for me to watch these episodes with like a critical eye because I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, I can't help but like root for her because, you know, I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) Yeah. Sean and Megan and then like Ben and Noel are kind of like the focal points of this episode, but more so Sean and Megan. And I'm so thankful because I feel like they have not been given good storylines for like a year and a half. So to see this storyline play out and it just, it really like gets to the root of like who they are, where they came from, their backgrounds. I am here for it. We see Megan is trying to coordinate. Both their families are very upset. They weren't invited to the wedding. So they're trying to coordinate, you know, dinner with the in-laws all together and like even before the dinner coordination we see the little snippet and like finally I feel like an unanswerable question that we've had for three seasons gets some clarity is like Sean's got some fucking money troubles you know he is designing this ring for Megan and he (laughs) keeps having to go down like a half carat and a quarter carat and he's left with like this minuscule thing but I mean, this has been a question on, I have to assume everybody's mind is like, how does Sean get money for things? Like if he would have had a ring for her, like how the fuck did he pay for that ring? So he's got some money problems. And, you know, this actually also shows a great light on Megan because it's nice to see her care about their families and like bringing them together. And you can just really see that she's matured a lot over the last three years. Yeah. And Sean wants nothing to do with this dinner. He's super embarrassed about his dad. He does not want them there. But um, we see his mom and dad come over before the dinner. And they're having an appetizer and a drink before meeting her parents. And it's just, oh, and the Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies you, is like, for- about that. <laughs> I say this all the time. Like, if we're in a weird situation, we're like, let's have a code word. And it's always Rice Krispies. And the fact that nobody has ever been like, weird that you just chose that word like nobody's ever questioned it but then I was finally able to tell Mark today that or last night that this is where Rice Krispies was born I don't even think he laughed which is fine but yeah they're trying to have a code word like Megan is really trying to just do everything she can to make sure this thing goes smoothly and I still don't really understand how this goes awry but like Sean seems to have some sort of chip on his shoulder with his dad and it just blows up well I think the crux of it all is that Sean is exactly like his dad, but doesn't want to (laughs) be, but is. So, like, you see it right away. His dad is like, oh, this is a nice stereo. Is it Sony? No, it's what, whatever. Well, how much did you get it for? And, like, you know, Megan sees what's happening and tries to say, oh, he talked him down to 400. He's like, my guy could have got it for three. (laughs) Like, it's always, and that's, like, 
like father like son. Apples so, and trees, man. I'll tell you. So they blow up at each other and they end up leaving. I thought it was really awkward when they first got there and he's like, Oh, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And like the mom's like, She's gorgeous. And she's like, the mom is just like looking her up and down. And I'm like, hey, calm yourself. It's weird. I really liked the accent there. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I can't even do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Megan and Sean, he, like you said, is having money troubles. He's super late on rent. Super the lady- late. Like, I'm sorry. We had to stop because the lady from the co-op board, as you were saying, comes over and she's like, we haven't gotten a check since July. Okay, so school has started. So Mark and I were trying to figure out the timeline of this. I mean, it's got to be like late September, early October at this point. So August, September. So you got to think he's three months late on his rent. Like, I don't know, man. That's I was never late for rent like a day because in my head, I'm thinking if you're late with your rent, they just evict you immediately, which I guess isn't the protocol. But yeah, I mean, I definitely recall floating checks. Like, okay, well, if I give my rent check this day, I'm not going to get paid till this day, but that's fine because it, it won't go through until oh, yeah. anyways. But like, yeah, two to three months behind. So it's like stomach hurting situation to watch this. And he is just on edge and we see him get home and all of his furniture is gone. And the guys are like, you got bigger problems. You're about to get evicted. We've all had money problems. Okay. We've all like bounced a check before or whatever the case is. And I guess I understand exactly how he's feeling because you don't want to tell people because if you tell people it's like a reality, it's something you have to face where burying your head in the sand is so much easier, but yet you're all alone feeling like this and you have to lie. I mean, what does he say? He's getting like the floors redone or something. And then on top of all of this stuff, they have to go, like, he's got to go apologize to his dad and his brother, which Mark's big question about Sean's family was like, is that his brother in real life? Because they all look fucking identical. But yeah. And like the greatest part about this is they're watching Wheel of Fortune. But uh, yeah, he's got to go apologize. And then on top of that, go to the Rotundis now in their mansion and like try to like have another brunch. Yep. He goes, apologizes, asks his dad to come to brunch the next day. And it looks like it's going to go well. But while he was at his dad's house, his parents' house, his dad has invented like a screwless chair. Um, which sounds delightful. I mean, nobody likes putting together things, you know? But then we go to the Rotundis, and he sees his mom and dad there, and his dad's actually, like, looks casual, and he's not wearing a suit, and it looks like it's going to be a great day. They're drinking some mimosas. And then it quickly turns at the table. I mean, his dad's like, oh, you're the elevator Rotundis. Like, look at the house you're in. You think there are other Rotundis? Like, <laughs> P.S. They have a butler. Like, who just knows elevator inventors? And then you can see it in John's face right away. Like his dad starts to ask if he's in the market, what's what's his return on investments? I can get you 30 if you're getting 20. Like, And Megan's trying to keep Sean calm. And then the dad, he pitches the chairs, the screwless chairs. You know, and the dad's like, do you have a performa or a business plan? And he's like, I happen to have one in the car. And so then Sean goes after him and they blow up at each other. This was really uncomfortable, like this part to watch, just because, you know, his dad is probably like really well-intentioned and this is just the kind of guy he is. But like, it got real awkward really fast. But I think the part that was the most awkward was when Sean is talking to his dad, trying to like, hey, like, you know, did you just like hit my in-laws up for money? And then Sean just starts like yelling. 
and then it's just, you know, you know, at that point, the dinner's over. He's just made it worse. Yeah. And so what's funny, though, like father, like son is before this earlier in the episode, Noel, finally, we get some resolution on the Natalie situation. They've been married a year. And as we both recall, she gets 100 G's if they're married a year. And I never actually saw them agree to this. I know she pitched it, but she offered him half and he gets his half. So he gets $50,000. And Noel realizes this and tries to pitch, or I'm sorry, Sean realizes this and tries to pitch Noel about these flavored pen caps, just like his dad's doing to the Rotundis, which Sean realizes that he's done the same thing to Noel. Yes, very awkward. But going back to that part about Noel getting his money, um, and again, we're just kind of like flip-flopping here, which is fine, but this is right before Noel gets there to meet with the lawyer guy, Felicity tells Javier what happened. And Javier is the only one who knows. And my favorite line of Javier in this episode, when he's like, my lips are like two blue sticks. And he goes like that. I love it. But yeah, so he has that. And this whole episode is just, it's money trouble central, okay? Because all of a sudden, Felicity can't pay for school. I'm looking at Mark and Walter back there. It looks like they're about to make out. (laughs) perverts. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Um, but Felicity's having money problems. You know, she's going to the financial aid office. She gets a check for $75, which, how does this make sense? Tuition is 8000 Hey, Felicity, welcome to going to college in the real world, you know? But then the catalyst is, is that she gets this catalyst? She gets this scholarship book, okay? And she thinks she found this great scholarship for artists and blah, blah, blah. But then, of course... Not going to pan out. The only thing that looks like it's panning out is the uh, Sunrise P.S. This fucking book is like as thick as a phone book. And the only one apparently that she can find in there (laughs) is this pageant. Whatever. And the other thing that happens at the beginning of this episode is Felicity and Ben get back together. They think it's stupid that they're broken up and they get back together. They're just going to try to start the year over. Which, you know, and we touched on this earlier, but neither of them have really seemed... Like, they really didn't like each other thus far. Like, Ben has seemed really, not angry, but just intense. There you go. Thank you. Yes, like, this since he's gotten back, and, you know, Felicity clearly has a lot of things going on in her mind, but her and Noel have pretty much decided they're just going to forget about it. So I think she's trying really hard to just kind of start over with Ben. You know, they're going to go see a movie and go on a date, whatever. Yeah, so we see them get back together, and then we also see Ben coming to grips with his classes and you know he's having a tough time with Ochem. we see his new lab partner who's kind of a dud um i think trevor oh yeah trevor at one point ben walks in and elena and felicity are talking and elena's like saying ben didn't even know what something was and like that's so basic and he's gonna burn out and then ben like lies and said he figured it out and he's in the lab the whole night trevor leaves him to go to the bar Ben thinks he got it, and then his teacher is like, nope, sure didn't. Ben's like, you're right, this guy sucks. The teacher's like, whatever. And Elena ends up helping them. Which is good. Like, the one thing I really liked about that part where Elena's in the lab helping Ben and Trevor is that Elena's kind of finally starting to loosen up a little bit. You know, we've seen her do nothing but study and focus on her schoolwork, but now she's going to go to the bar with Trevor. She's going to bring a beaker and fill it up with beer and kind of like let loose because Tracy has decided his senior year apparently to take a semester off to go forget about Elena. Yep. So she's dealing with that and 
yeah, I don't know. You know, Ben and Trevor figure out their lab and it's like they're ecstatic. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. So then kind of going back to Sean and Noel, Noel basically gives Sean the money. He gives him as much as he needs to like figure this out and Noel's going to stay there. And, you know, he's like, this is just a loan. And this is after he's already offered money to Felicity, but she won't take it. And this is, oh my gosh, this is such a pet peeve of mine. So like that final time, the co-op board later lady is talking to Sean and like, I can put him off for two more days. Noel walks in. Okay. And he says hello to the lady, says hello to Sean. And then he just like turns around and just starts talking to Sean. Oh, I got my inheritance. Oh, I found this cool apartment. I hate when people do this. It's like, read the fucking situation. Number one, don't interrupt people when they're in like a heated conversation with somebody. Sorry. It really annoyed me. Agreed. And like, this is where I thought Noel, Noel looks really good. Like Noel's lost some weight. His hair looks really good. He's not dressing like a fucking 45-year-old dad. I guess I have a problem with 45-year-olds. Anyways, he just looks the best he's looked this entire series. For sure. I agree. I don't even know if it's... Maybe he did, like, lose a little bit of weight. I don't know. I was trying to figure out his hair is just a lot, like, more, like, controlled, kind of. I don't know. But, yeah, and he's dressing like a normal, like, 21, 22-year-old would dress, which... Finally, yeah, you know, we see Megan come home one morning. Sean is in his bathrobe, gross, and they. Oh wait, was that before they? I guess that was before they even went to his parents. So never mind. Yeah, because when she comes back, she's talking to Noel. And oh yeah, basically, she's like just so upset when she gets in, and Noel's just kind of like, "What's going on?" And we find out that Megan's dad tells her, like, gives her the ultimatum: if she doesn't annul the marriage with Sean, she's gonna be cut off. I don't know. After everything, you would think Megan has put her parents through, you know, with like pretending that she dressed like Little House in the Prairie to finally like coming out as her unique, cool self and they're accepting of that. I don't know. But then again, I don't know what it's like to have like millions of dollars. And I don't know. It was just seemed like an interesting turn of events. But on the flip side of that, you really see Megan like care and she tells Noel like don't tell Sean and clearly she's not gonna do it because she loves Sean and it's just like she's really trying to protect him in this yeah and he, he ends up getting her he comes in and he's like I need to talk to my wife and gets her a cubic zirconia ring and says he's gonna get her a real one one day it's very sweet and as soon as he like knelt down Mark's like he took that $50,000 and went and got her a ring and then of course like I do but yeah and then he says it's cubic zirconia and I was like Mark, I'm like, look at that rock on her finger. I'm like, how much do you think that would have cost? He's like, a lot. I'm like, right. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's that. I mean, Felicity talks to Noel very briefly about her money troubles, and she was going to charge the, her college to a credit card, which, come on, Felicity, like, you're smarter than this. But that leads her to send in her application for the Sunrise Beauty Pageant because she feels so much better that there's a – education portion of this and the winner of that gets ten thousand dollars it's awesome i mean and that's kind of the ending of this episode was weird because it ends with oh fuck i forgot how it ends but it was just like a weird like song it was ending. like that song and you see without me please god don't sing that song we see javier he got an acting job so we see him singing we see ben really understanding stuff now and his professor giving like a nod of approval. Elena's packing up the sweatshirt. Yeah. So that's kind of how we end it. Here's my big question with Javier. Okay. So he tells Felicity in this episode that 
the reason he came to this country was to be an actor. Didn't Javier enroll in college in last season? You know, he was like so excited to rush, but now it's like to dream the impossible dream. Lose the accent. <laughs> it's just good. What? <laughs> so funny. Phil was like on his computer while this episode was on, and he like, I mean, the way that guy talks, that's so fake. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the episode so let's just get mark's corner no because he's too excited nice yeah i'm super excited that's what it is (laughs) hi Kristen. hi listeners uh why do you get so much deeper when you say that hello listeners anyways um i like this episode was richard being back in the picture too i just feel like every episode he's in he really kind of takes the episode up like a notch Eh? like a notch <laughs> anyways I, I just liked when he was talking to noel about his mystery about noel's mystery girl and he's talking about uh, sandy at the pizzeria sandy yeah, she, she sounds hot <laughs> right. you, you know two things about her she maybe works at a pizzeria and her name is sandy right. and then of course felicity when she's like when she's wearing her turtleneck and she like tears it off she's like i feel like i'm suffocating in these things funny. i just thought it was kind of funny because she wears them all damn time right um, dislike Felicity's pastoral skirt suit. Yes. I wrote. Yes. And I said, it looks like something she plucked out of Hillary Clinton's closet. Totally. Are you kidding me? So we're watching this part last night. Okay. And I'm, I, like, I'm busy hammering away notes. Cause I wanted to make sure I didn't forget that whole Hillary Clinton joke. And I was like, cool outfit. I'm like, Hey, Hillary Clinton. Mark's like, damn it. He's like, I wrote that in here as my joke. So that's why I didn't say it earlier. Cause I didn't want to remember it for him. Uh, another uh, another dislike, Sean's embarrassment of his family and how he just like sabotages the dinner because he is so insecure about his family's money issues and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, like, of course, Megan, every once in a while, she like puts her hair up in like a little weird updo type thing. And it always looks so greasy and wet. Like she hasn't showered in six months. Anyways, I did, every time she, I have to focus in on the hair in these episodes in case you didn't know. For sure. Um, my unpopular opinion in this episode, um, I actually prefer Noel over Ben um, for a partner for Felicity. I just think he's a lot more level and he actually listens to her and it's not always about Ben crisis this, Ben crisis that. Yeah. And it, it seems like they have more of a connection. I mean, with like the whole drawing and the art thing and they work together well. And they're best friends. And they're best friends. I agree. I'm I'm skirting that way myself, Mark. All right, cool. Well, I guess it's not super unpopular then. Uh, and on the set, I just noticed this episode, the loft has a phone booth in the background. Did you notice that when he's talking to the, no. uh, he, uh, he's talking to the fortune cookie people on the phone and there's just like a <laughs> fortunate to be together, you know, fortune. No, I got it. No, we get it. That's the joke. Uh, and then Sean's brother in the episode, it is actually Sean's real life brother. His name is Brad Grunberg. Oh, funny. Nice job, Mark. Well, I mean, they, they look like fucking twins. In this I am episode. so oh, I know. glad you Googled that. Mark asked me, it had to have been three times. Like, that's got to be his real, you think that's his real brother? That's got to be his real brother, right? So I'm really glad that you did three times. They Plus, look alike. I mean, it was two two questions. I asked you about the brother. And then I said, do you think that's their dad? <laughs> it's not their dad. I, I looked him up right. too. Um, but his brother has been in a lot of just random shit over like the what? years. Like Lizzie McGuire. He was like one of the security guards in Lizzie McGuire. Weeds, Dexter. He was in an episode of Parenthood. Oh my god, yeah. I know exactly who he was in Dexter. He was like the, yep, like fat, the guy. fat guy. He's, he's credited as fat guy. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't even have like a name. Um, and, what is? What was he in Parenthood? Um, probably just some some character in the sidelines. Uh, most of these are just kind of onesie twosies. But he did have a little yeah. stint on um, 
Lizzie McGuire, like I mentioned, and he was in a couple episodes of Shameless. So there's that. Uh, and he, he was Got also it. in the back in the background of Austin Powers Gold Member, which I thought was kind of interesting. He's fat guy with A on chest. That's how he's credited on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming some sort awesome. of like in a crowd somewhere. I'm not sure. Anyways, oh. so that's uh, Mark's Corner. Awesome. That was good stuff, Mark. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for right. doing some research with these episodes. Yeah, remember when you were going to do that? Trivia and research? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, listeners. <laughs> I think that Mark's Corner is probably like going to be the highlight of this episode. I know. Least favorite scene and favorite scene. I'm going to go first because I just remembered mine. My least favorite scene was actually in the episode two. And it's when Ben and Felicity are talking and they're just like about to break up with him. And he is like, you know, I think I figured out like what the problem is. Like, you know, just for the first time, I know what I'm doing with my life and you are confused. And I think that's why you're so upset. Like, hey, condescending and like guy, like it bothered me so much. And it's like, so you know what you wanted to do with your life for five minutes now. And now you're just like giving everybody else advice. It was just kind of bullshit. And my favorite part, my favorite scene in these two episodes I don't know. I really like when Felicity and Ben or Felicity and Noel are just like walking down the street together and she's just like, are we ever going to be friends again? But they are because they're like doing stuff together. I don't know. It was just a sweet, a sweet moment. And I can't think of anything else. So, yeah. Um, I would say my least favorite was most of the stuff in the first episode we watched, but probably like when Felicity's forced to go talk to that couple who's been together and, like, every single thing about Elena's wedding. Like, who was that little girl she had her arm around? Like, who are those people? Right. We're supposed to, like, yeah. So, um, and then a funny thing, which I really liked the second episode, but from the first episode, a funny Javier moment was when somebody was like, oh, they're stuck in Buffalo. And he's like, stalking <laughs> Buffalo? And, like, no, it's he said, he said that. He said they're stuck in Buffalo. And Noel's like, I didn't think they had Buffalo anymore. Stuck in oh. Buffalo. I said stuck Got in it. Buffalo. Oh, and I, I wanted to ask you and Mark, but Mark's gone. Um, as two people who are about to get married, what wedding gift would you rather have? A CD that is made for you guys of all your favorite songs or a fortune cookie with a homemade fortune? Marky. What party favor would you rather have? The CD with our favorite songs on it or the fortune cookie that said fortunate to be together? Or the condom that when you open it, it said here comes the friend. I wonder how many times it plays that's jingle out of the condom. Probably just once when you open it. How many times do you open a condom? Then probably the CD. Mark says the CD. Uh, I would it. have to agree with that also. God. I didn't realize those were party favors. I thought he was trying to decide on a gift. I mean, doesn't that kind of bring up mom's meant to be thing like as soon as they said the fortune cookie thing it made me think of mom's meant to be idea not in a bad way just like kind of funny um another thing I wanted to add before I forgot was just talking about the wedding is I'm sorry but does Elena seem like the kind of bride that would wear tiara Ugh. and also I don't even recall that she had a tiara on oh it was bad and we've I don't think we've ever talked about this before, which I don't know how we've never talked about this before, but it's just so apparent in this episode is Megan's barcode tattoo. I think we have talked about it, but I love it so much. I came so close to getting a barcode tattoo and I was going to get it of the Felicity season one DVD barcode. <laughs> oh my God. You never oh told me what you wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. That's fucking. Well, because you don't want to just be like a random barcode. Right? Anyways. Uh, I have another question. I have an unanswered question about the... I'm coming in. 
All right, I have one more thing to add. I have an unanswerable question about the wedding. If you went to a wedding and the bride and groom called it off, would you just stick around? Like, why is Tracy's family still there when they're, like, dancing and stuff? Oh, are they? I don't even remember they were dancing. That's how little I paid to that. Where's Elena's dad? Right. I don't know. Absolutely no. Yep, me too. 100%. So Mark always has to root for Noel because, you know, for the last 15 years, I've told Mark that he was Noel. Yeah, hands down. God, lifestyle categories. Here we go, huh? Ready? (laughs) Thank God. Food news. Well, for Mother's Day, we are going to um, our brother's and his wife's for brunch. And I ordered like a chocolate mousse tort from Ouellette's that I've never had before. So I'm excited to try that out. Yeah, otherwise, it's been a pretty lackluster week. We've had this big obsession with green beans lately because they're so good right now. Just like squeezing a little fresh lemon on them with some salt. That's all I got for I want the listeners to know in about two weeks, you're going to have eaten so many green beans that you're going to get so sick of them and you're not going to talk about them anymore. (laughs) God knows how that has not happened with you and spaghetti. Or me and smoothies. Because I've eaten noodles for my entire life. Got it. Food news. Well, it was Cinco de Mayo and I made like, I wanted to make flank steak tacos, but we didn't have any. So I had like a half of a chuck roast or something so I made like shredded Mexican shredded beef I was gonna do tacos but I ended up Phil ended up going golfing and I ended up making just like nachos with shredded beef and cheese and they were delightful and then I made cookies you guys want some cookies who knows that's about it oh and Phil and I went out there's a new restaurant in town called the beacon so we went out there last week and like my meal was just okay but the appetizers were really good. The drinks were really good. And Phil's food was pretty good. So we would go back. The star for me, they had these meatballs, which I would never order meatballs as an appetizer, but the people we were with did. They were the best meatballs I've ever had. Okay, well, this leads me in. I do have to talk about Marnas for just a second because we did go there last Saturday with Mark's parents just so they could, like, check it out. And we ordered, like, a smorgasbord org of different things we could all kind of share it and his mom got I forgot what this dish was even called but it was basically steak and then it had like the pineapple habanero rice with it it was so good and his dad had I don't know something else that was really good huh oh a cuba a cubano a cuban sandwich nice um yeah so it was cool great story and in case the listeners don't recall this is where Bree and mark are having their groom's dinner in about four weeks or something <laughs> right yeah four and a half weeks. all right what are we watching anything well i got caught up on the handmaid's tale well the first three episodes i got caught up on have you watched the fourth one yet i did watch the fourth episode yes and it was it was really good it's i'm hoping it's leading us in a direction where we're gonna get the backstories on some other characters um mark and i were both mentioning that like rita's backstory like i would like to know more about her like how she got stuck in gilead and like just whatever but the first three episodes man they were a roller coaster ride for sure super fucked up yes and um just i'm happy that shows back however um i don't want to talk about this too much but that leads me into the handmaid's tale podcast that i listened to and they made a comment that this season was only 10 episodes and I don't know if it's uh, if they're counting the first three episodes as one because I think it's usually like thirteen episodes. So it was last year. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. And so if it's only ten episodes, I mean, we're basically almost halfway fucking through of this season, which is really upsetting. But like, there have been some filler episodes over the years. Like, 
Oh, for the one sure. where she's got to be on her knees the whole time. Like, so good. If they can just get rid of stupid ones. That's a good point. What else are you watching? We did watch, per yours and Mark's recommendation, that um, Blair Witch movie last weekend. And it was really good. Yes. Pretty. Well, I mean, it wasn't like, it was good and it was scary. Like It was everything you like wanted have, it to be, right? Yeah. And I feel like we have not had good movies in a while, so... I just want everybody to know that usually when I give a movie recommendation, I'm really bad at talking it up. And so when I told Kristen and Phil about this, I was worried that you were going to text me and be like, this movie fucking sucks. But like at some point of that night, whatever, whenever you guys watched it, Kristen texted me and she was like, I'm spooked. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Anything else new for you guys? Um, that you're watching? I don't think I mentioned this last week, but I, I'm watching this show on Hulu called Cruel Summer. It's the one that's, I think it's directed by Jessica Biel. So I'm four episodes into it. I am going to keep watching it. It's an interesting concept of a show, but like some of the actors kind of bother me, but April from Grey's is on it. So that's kind of fun. Oh, um, but yeah, we did start the show younger, only like three or four episodes, but it, it was just a really, it was a good break. It's a good, funny episode. Easy breezy. Exactly. They're 22-minute episodes, so Hillary Duff is yeah. hard to watch for me. Just not a big Hillary Duff fan. Yeah. Speaking of Lizzie McGuire. So you and I both kind of do this, but me more often, we're like, there's like three shows that I will always like go back to having on in the background. And by background, I mean like, I've seen them so many times that I can just have them on while I'm cooking or cleaning or whatever and, like, not even be paying attention. Grey's is one of them, Parenthood and Friday Night Lights. So as I'm watching Grey's, it's the later seasons, and it's the one where Scott Speedman was just on, Ben. And, like, they had such good chemistry. And, like, I don't know if you recall that episode, but she, after it's all said and done, goes out with Alex, and he's like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I met somebody and I really liked him. And like, what he's got happened? to come back. He's got to come back in the picture at some point. I think to get her final story out. Like, like he, this is all I can think about. Okay. is like, what the fuck happened? That was what, three seasons ago. So like, I don't know if he like, I mean, you got to think Scott Speedman doesn't have like a tongue going on right now. So I don't know if something happened with the actors where they didn't like it. I don't know, but I'm just in my brain trying to figure out I, where is he? Yeah. So anyways, that's that. But also speaking of April from Grey's, like, have you watched this week's yet? No. Cool. We won't talk about it then. Um, what are you listening to? Anything new? Um, well, I'm saving the OC podcast because we are going to listen to it when we wrote about to Michigan for the honeymoon. Right. Um, right. But it like, I'm so excited about it that it was like hard to not listen to the second episode because I can tell on like Instagram, they're really trying to beef it up. Like they were playing clips from episode two of season one. And I was like, Oh man. Um, but otherwise just the handmaid's tale podcast is back. It's called Mayday. It's a, it's the best one that I found for handmaid's tale podcast. There's a few of them. And this, I like this one the best. I think most of the girls are from like Australia. So it's fun to listen to them talk, but yeah, otherwise really not listening to anything else that's new. I'm really not either. I'm trying to think. Give me a second. While you're thinking about that, speaking of listening to things. So last summer was when we were supposed to see Matchbox 20 and the Wallflowers over Labor Day. It got rescheduled to this September. And like they just announced like two weeks ago that it is now going to be moved to like June 10th of 2022. 
and like I have just been listening to Matchbox 20 for so long and I've been like trying to listen to it more as the show gets closer so cool good story that's all did you think about it yeah I've just been dabbling into all my same podcasts and same music but I am reading a new book Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of my favorite authors I like love everything she writes and I believe one of her shows is being produced in her books is being produced into a show which is called Daisy Jones and the Six. But anyways, her book right now is really good. It's called After I Do, and it's just about a marriage and whatever, the hardships this marriage faces. But it's really good. I'm almost done, and I'm bummed because I love love a good book. Let me tell you something. Somebody charged up their Kindle for the first time in a couple years. This girl. Nice. So, yeah, I think I'm going to get back into – I mean, I really like those Emily Giffen books, you know, Something Borrowed, whatever – so I'm excited. I know she's come out with a couple in the last like year or so. So I'm excited to just kind of get back into the swing of reading. Yeah. Calm my mind a little bit. It's just such a like nice thing every night just before bed. I just read or sometimes during the day if things are slow. Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I've, any other news? Let's see. I had my hair trial on Wednesday. Things are just really starting to feel real with this wedding thing. I picked up my wedding band. Mark got his wedding ring. Like just really... Whew full steam ahead. I can't believe that it's just like right around the corner. But with that being said, we're so excited to come to Michigan for the honeymoon. And yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck. And we're excited for the wedding. Boom. Yep. All right. Cool. Wrap it up. All right, guys. We'll be back next Monday with episode four entitled Misconception. (laughs) Can't wait. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Sorry this episode was a little wonky can't always be perfect you know have a great week we'll be talking to you next monday bye bye